Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right, welcome to episode 15 of the Divine Line podcast featuring yours truly, Tyler Divine of HotFanatic.com. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rule and Rule Realtors. Keeping clients safe is a top priority for Joe. Whether you're buying or selling, he has a variety of digital resources available to assist you, including virtual tours. Joe can be reached by phone at 319-325-7727 or Joe Gaffey at RuleHomes.com. That's Joe Gaffey at RuhLHomes.com. Uh, signing day. Football signing day. Tomorrow. Big, big day. Big day. Today's a big day, too. A lot of news going on in the uh, Iowa sports world. Uh, Iowa football not playing Michigan on Saturday. Michigan has a bunch of COVID uh, problems within the program. Uh, Iowa, women, Iowa women's basketball uh, against Ohio State, originally scheduled for Saturday, has been postponed. Um, so we just got done with Kirk Ferentz. Uh, doesn't sound like Iowa is going to try to find an opponent, opponent for Saturday. Um Kirk was pretty adamant that he would not be pleased having to prepare um, for another opponent in, on such short notice. Um, but it sounds like Iowa will accept a bowl bid, so hopefully that'll happen. Fingers crossed for Iowa-Gonzaga men's basketball on Saturday. I know everybody's been looking forward to that for quite a while now. So I think that's going to be a high-scoring, really fun game to watch. So hopefully it'll happen, uh, knock on wood. Um Two of the best offensive teams in the country. Um, probably the two best other than Baylor. Um, if you've seen Gonzaga play, you can tell that they're, they're going to be a good matchup for Iowa. Um, they got some size. They got some quickness. Uh, Jalen Suggs, uh, pretty good freshman there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that, hopefully that happens. Uh, but Saturday has become a little less busy for us in the Iowa sports media. Um but I have uh, three guests today for signing day. Uh, defensive lineman Jeremiah Pittman, uh, Arlen Bruce, uh, who, as many of you know, uh, originally was in Kansas City, transferred to Ankeny, went through all that stuff about eligibility, finally was able to play. They win a state title. And then uh, Cooper DeGene uh, from Ida Grove, um, coming to Iowa as an athlete, uh, we'll see where he fits in there. Uh, won back-to-back state titles. Had that incredible run to win the championship game this year. Um, so, yeah, three great interviews. Uh, hope you guys enjoy them. We'll just do them back-to-back-to-back, and then I'll get into some other signing day stuff here. I will say that my interview with Jeremiah, uh, we had some technical difficulties, so uh, it's a little fragmented at points, but I appreciate him sticking with me. Um, and it was still a really fun interview, so enjoy. You're about to sign your letter of intent. You know, what's that going to be like for you in a, in a couple of days? Uh, I never really, like, I wasn't expecting to ever really uh, even think of decommitting. So I guess the feeling people have right now is kind of feeling I had when I committed to Iowa because I really, really shut down on recruiting. I wasn't even considering other schools. So um, I guess it's not. It's exciting, obviously, but it's not like any pressure that I feel locked in because kind of ever since I committed, I was I knew I was going to Iowa. So it's definitely exciting. But, uh, you know, I'm just happy to make it official. And then what's this this summer been like, you know, two weeks after you commit, all these former players come out and say this stuff about the program you just committed to. I mean, what was going through your mind then? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
that was a uh, funny timing. But uh, when we first came out, we were looking. My dad was he, he's uh, very active. He's not active on Twitter, but as soon as I recruiting started, he got familiar with how to use it, and he saw a bunch of the tweets. We knew that we assumed that something it wasn't like a whole program thing. It was kind of one person that they kind of had to, uh, you know, deal with. So Coach Bell, he was very he was very transparent with what was going on. You know, he told us um, as he found out what was going on. So uh, we got the information and um, I guess we, we weren't really, we weren't, we were shocked, but like we were going to wait this out and see what the actual story was. We weren't thinking of uh, pulling out as soon as, you know, we heard that, but we wanted to see the full story. And, you know, soon enough it came to life that it was, it wasn't the whole program. It was several people that felt the same thing around the same guy. So, um, you know, we weren't, it was, it was a little, you know, who was going to happen, but we, we kind of waited and, we just wanted to get the full story, which is um, better than what people thought. So I don't know, depending on the team, but yeah, this probably could have been um, tension in the locker room, but uh, I don't know. It was kind of good to see that because, you know, especially in the Jays culture, something like that is hard to handle. Um, but if they can over, you know, come something like that, I'm, I'm glad to see the camaraderie that I'll be able to build in the locker room because that shows the character of the team, the program overall. Because that's be something that good. That'd be something good to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I'm just and coming off and going to too. Because like the first two, first two games, you know, it was a little rough, obviously. And we we're like, uh oh, like, we, <laughs> we weren't, we were <laughs> we weren't thinking about anything. Like, oh, we gotta rethink this. But no, we were just kind of um, curious because we knew it was a it was a different year because not all teams got the same amount of practice because of COVID and whatnot. We just want to see how they happened. But you know, they got eventually got on and they did really well. So yeah, it was. It was very encouraging, especially after those two games, to see them go six games in a row. So, And you mentioned Kelvin Bell earlier. He seems to be a really popular guy on the recruiting trail. I mean, what yeah. – you know, <laughs> I, I've got to know Kelvin a little bit over the mm-hmm. years, but, you know, it seems to me like he's – you know, he, he kind of lets loose a little bit more around you guys. I mean, what's, what's, what's he like? He's – ooh, he's a younger guy, obviously, but he knows how to talk. To parents uh he he can obviously relate to, he can relate to the college student athletes because he was one and um he knows what we're going through so he's very transparent and uh the way he's gonna try to in the recruiting process the way he tried to um take up our time but use the time wisely not take up a lot of our time but you know get a lot of out of it and talking to my parents you know my parents liked it too they kind of um, my dad grew up in Louisiana, and he uh, was he grew up in Mississippi, so they had a little bit of connection there. My grandfather was from Mississippi too; they're around the same um, area. But yeah, he was just he was very comfortable around us, and he was very honest with my parents. Loved, and I love that, which I'm sure will translate. I'm sure will be the same um, when we get into the field. But no, it was good to have somebody you know that they're not gonna. He didn't necessarily sugarcoat things either, which is you know great. I'm a straightforward guy. But uh, no, he's very well-rounded. And this has obviously been a strange season, or I guess non-season for you. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys start in February, right? Like February fifteenth. Yeah, I just start February fifteenth. It's supposed to. But... How how weird is that going to be? Uh, it's going to be really weird because you know, obviously, you start a little warm when you end up cold, and now you get to start cold, and hopefully, it'll get warm. Uh, I'm sure there will be a little bit of a struggle getting some of the earlier practices outside in because I'm sure, you know, there's usually a heat um, index that they have to pass, and I'm sure it's going to be the same thing for the cold. Um, late February going into March shouldn't be that much. it just be kind of toughening up because it's probably going to be a lot of rain, cold, rainy days. And we had one of those, actually, one of our contact days. So we're like, this is what it's going to be like. But uh, I don't know. It would be kind of weird, but interesting at the same time because you know we'll be excited that we had the season at all and then as time goes on it gets warmer and warmer and we can just it getting back to actual what actual football weather feels like so i don't know it'll be interesting Very what's interesting. what's the fall been like for you i mean you guys have had workouts i'm sure i mean uh-huh. yeah so uh we've had let's see we had obviously we had like some um summer contact days going into september September we did we were in school we were in person um and we didn't we had lifts outside until about mid-September I want to say 
or when it started getting cold, and then we went into the um, locker room and smaller and the the weight room in smaller groups, and then that got shut down after a couple of weeks <coughs> because of the surrounding positive rate. But then um, a lot of it was lifting on our own, which is actually kind of interesting and fun because a lot of us went ended up going to one of the local gyms, LA Fitness, and we got work there, and that was kind of fun. But uh, uh, it was you know it was a grind trying to get the whole team to lift and keeping each other accountable, which one of the coaches put on me and the captains, which is one of the biggest things we had to uh, keep the guys going on. But it was definitely this is probably the biggest, the most strong I've gotten in such a short amount of time because of the amount of time I have outside of meetings. Um, but yeah, for a lot of guys, they just used to get better and it was exciting to see. And we had testing too. You, we had the most, the highest number we've ever had in the program in regards to uh, bench and squat. So that was fun, but it was kind of just good to see guys progress and get stronger as the weeks went on. So without having practices and games, I mean, obviously you have school, but what, you know, what have you been doing to stay, you know, sane, I suppose, (laughs) during, during, you know, like, you know, for fun, you know, how does, what does Jeremiah Pittman do to just unwind? Oh, outside of football. Um, I do play piano. I did a lot of that when we first shut down. I I did. Um, I actually, after my freshman year, I had to stop because just getting a little too much, but then, you know, I still play here and there, but definitely in the beginning of the year and to the middle, I played piano a lot and I got into that. So I do enjoy doing that. Um, very social guy. I'll be out on the weekends a lot. And even during like, uh, with school shutdowns, so sometimes we'll just go out and go to outside parks and whatnot and do that. But uh, I'll do video games a lot of the times. I'm a role-playing type guy. I'll play like Batman or Spider-Man or something. But uh, video games and uh Friends and piano. So you like the role playing games? Did did uh, did you get Cyberpunk? I didn't. I'm not gonna get any more new games until I can get my hands on one of the Series X because those things are flying off the shelves. But I want to get the new games on the next gen console just good to see how it is. But uh, I, I will get it. the first game I'm gonna get is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've heard I've heard that's really good. That yeah. uh, I'm interested to try that out too. Um, yeah. What other what do you like growing up? You know, what kind of role playing games did you like playing besides like Batman and Spider Man? Yeah, um, I didn't really, I didn't play as much. I was like into action figures all the way through sixth grade. So I didn't really start playing video games on myself until seventh grade. And I was still more of a competitive type player. So I'd play like games in the PC with my friends like Overwatch or Call of Duty or something like that. And I still do, but not as much. Um, when I actually first started playing all games, like seventh, eighth grade, and that was Assassin's Creed. I think Assassin's Creed is the first one I played on my own. I just saw it somewhere, and I just – I think I played Black Flag or something. because my That's one of my favorite games Black ever, Flag. man. Uh-huh, yeah. And then I went back and started playing them over again. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of around seventh grade, Assassin's Creed. I didn't play Batman until later on. But, yeah. Um, at piano, what, do you, what what's your favorite stuff to play on piano? Um – so I used to play in our church um, band. I, I could play like um, worship songs, you know, blocked chords and different stuff like that. So whatever you hear on the stage, the churches, I could do that. Um, I my most enjoy classical music, if not covers of modern music. So it's the stuff that, you know, sound a little I, I just whenever I hear something that sounds cool, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play that. So I just go and I either look up a cover. I get the sheet music and it's the classical music really kind of forces me to challenge myself and figure out new ways to get it right. So I just enjoy making things sound good. <laughs> what, what is about the classical music? I'm, it's, I'm surprised to hear that because it's not, you know, you, you don't really expect, you know, a 17, 18 year old kid in 2020 uh-huh. to be like, yeah, I was just playing Mozart on the piano. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so like I said, I like the more, complex sounding songs so you won't i'll play different versions of classical music i guess in a sense so the biggest thing i'll play is covers which you can really kind of relate it's not necessarily the genre but it's the play style which is a lot of different notes on different hands that's what i like doing is mostly covers but i'll do i I did a little bit of ragtime a little bit actually in uh my, my eighth grade year 
but I just like the complexity of the sound that the sound it has on the piano in regards to classical music. So you played any other instruments? Uh, I played percussion. I played band in like third grade. My all my brothers played the drums. I tried picking up the guitar this summer, but that didn't really quite work. <laughs> but uh, no, piano is my biggest one. Music's run throughout my family. Both my brothers play guitar and bass, and one the oldest one actually plays piano. The the one right above me is majoring in music, and my dad played. He was in the marching band down at Saint Aug, um, for New Orleans, and they're like nationwide popular. So he played the trumpet there, and my mom sings. So uh, yeah, we're pretty musical as a family, family. of musicians. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I um, had to pick up one of them. <laughs> That's cool. Well, okay. So getting back to football for a second, mm-hmm. you you played offensive line and defensive line for your mm-hmm. high school team. Uh, you played D end. Do you see yourself maybe moving inside at, at yeah. Iowa? So we play a, a three three five or three five three. It's kind of weird. We're the only one in our conference that play it. So I play the four tech right now. It's a mixture between the two. Um, I could definitely see myself playing the three, but um, either one, the three or the five would be something I can fit. It just kind of depends on when I get there and what they want to use me as. But yeah, I can see myself doing the three. Three is probably the the most farther inside you could, I would see myself as. But, you know, yeah, the three, the three slash five is my preferred position. Play on like a guard instead of a tackle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you play a little running back too, right? Running back, fullback? I am a fullback, yes. Uh, I have a little bit of speed for a lineman, so my coach uses me on, you know, fourth and shorter goal line stands, and I have a couple of touchdowns. So yeah. that's got to be fun, right? I mean, it's like it's yeah. one thing to be it's one thing to be playing as a lineman, and you uh-huh. know, but it's a it's a different thing when you're hitting somebody when you got the ball and you're trying to score. I mean, what? Yeah, that was uh, I think sophomore year when I first started doing it, and it was. It was our opening game against the Crosstown Rivalry Prospect. And I think it was our first – It was I think we had offense first. It was my, our first offensive play, and they gave it to me. I think I ran for like – it was either 12 or 8 yards. One of them was 12, one of them was 8. When I first getting the ball, I just ran over, and I had several guys on my back. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> and then we did the same play again. I think we got two first downs back-to-back. But, yeah, it was – it's uh different when people are trying to hit you as opposed to the other way around, but it was fun because I, you know, every every lineman's dream is to run the ball or play some skill position, so I kind of got to live it, which is really cool. <laughs> you ever uh, try to lobby for a little more, a few more carries? A little more carries? Um, not really. Um, I was just because I was just so excited to have at least one. You know, I didn't want. I didn't necessarily need more. But uh, no, it's never really loud because he gives he gives me a decent amount. It's usually whenever we need fourth and short or goal line stand, which is not, which is you know pretty often. But you know, I, I take what I can get. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Do you play any other sports? Uh, okay, yeah. So I did play basketball to my freshman year, but you have to lift in the winter, so that wasn't going to work out. Uh, I played track. Yeah, I do run and throw track. So I, I run and sometimes I run the exhibition either in the one or the 200 meter. And then I actually went to state for throwing my sophomore year and I qualified there. Junior year didn't quite have a season, but I was on pace to go to state. But yeah, I do track and field was the one I used to stay in shape in the spring. So yeah. You're running 100 meters? I do. I do the one, the one, I'm better at the one of the two, obviously, but. I would, uh, yeah, sometimes do the 100 meter. I, I train with the sprinters. I kind of choose which day to train with the sprinters, the throwers. But yeah, my coach threw me in there for a couple of exhibitions. But yeah, it's. Do you ever get like weird looks from like some guys like 5'7, oh, like yeah. 150? Yeah. Like, Jesus, <laughs> They're like, Jesus, that guy's like 260 pounds and he's about to yeah. run 100 meter against me. I've had nothing but that. It's like every year, <laughs> I think my third year too, especially in the indoor meets when it's like everybody's new and you haven't really seen anybody because you know in the conferences you can see people and you remember. Yeah. Year. but the first the first meet every year it's always like what are you doing here <laughs> it's because you know i it's even because sometimes you know you see you can tell the guy's fast or not but yeah after the race either whether or not i beat them they're like wow you can move but it's it's even more 
in, I don't know, I don't want to say enjoyable. It's even more funny when some of the guys who gave you that look, you know, end up behind you after you beat them, which is kind of just fun and a little, it, it's competition. I like competition. So that's another thing is uh track, but yeah, that was fun. Do you know, how well do you know, like uh, David Davidkoff that, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, EFT. And yeah, I so you guys, oh, and Jennings, Jennings, Don, yeah, you and Jennings and David are the only three from from Illinois. Yeah, so I've never actually met Jennings. Uh, he's in Southern Illinois, I think. But me and David trained at the same uh, sports facility. We trained a lot in last, okay, last late fall through the winter at the same facility, and so we kind of we saw each other like twice a week, and so we kind of got to know. I, I didn't know that, and I knew he was a a really highly rated recruit. I didn't know Iowa was one of his um, uh, top schools. But, yeah, when, when I heard about that, I ended up asking him something about the things because it's between that and, like, I think Ohio State ended up being his top five, too. And I'm like, so why did you choose Iowa? But he said he was comfortable with it. And so I'm like, oh, if he's considering it, then, you know, I might as well look into it, too. And I think – I don't think it was after – I don't know if they'd offered me at that point, but I was definitely like, oh, Iowa's one of the schools that I should probably consider. But, yeah, we – um, I think we're going to be roommates, actually. But, uh, yeah, we we uh, talk, you know, here and then, but we got to know each other a lot last fall. He's kind of a different dude, man. He's, you know, he's not your typical mm-hmm. future college football player, right? I mean, he Mm-mm. played rugby. I mean, it's, his parents. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. His parents are but, Eastern European immigrants. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. That's one thing. Yeah, he's, uh, yes, I think he, He's first generation or something, but yeah, he was, he's, he's not, he's a little quiet too, which is mm-hmm. sometimes offensive linemen are like that. They're either, you know, meatheads or and <laughs> ecstatic bar a little quieter. He's one of the little quieter guys, but yeah, he kind of lets, he's kind of like me. Let's just play into the talking, which is kind of good. So you're not like, you're not a terrible, like a super vocal guy when you're out on the field? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. On the play, especially on the playing field. I'll, people, you know, people start chattering. I'm like, I don't care, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, like my parents, my coaches, even some of my, my uh, teammates will ask me, like, Pim, you gotta, you gotta talk back. I'm like, no, I don't, dude. <laughs> it's like, there's no point in that. So I, yeah, I kind of just, you know, play the game. There's, there's a couple, you know, a couple times where I'll, jab back at them after you know play if they were talking mess and they just got embarrassed but it is uh not as often for me and uh do you know do you have any idea what you want to study when you get to iowa yeah so i was between engineering and business engineering is a really hard degree and it's a business degree especially with all those labs so i ended up going the business route um, I'm either going to do management or finance. I'm a math and science type guy, which is what I like engineering. If I kind of want to work with math as long as I can, because that's kind of my favorite subject, even though it's getting really hard this year. But uh, yeah, I'll probably either do finance or uh, management in the business school. Cool. Hey, uh, I think that's all I have for you, man. I really appreciate, appreciate your time. Thanks for sticking yeah, no through problem. the uh, awful technical difficulties. <laughs> no problem man no problem uh, just wait till you get to iowa city you'll understand you'll understand the struggle with mediacom uh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's not that bad okay. uh all right hey thanks a lot man i appreciate it i'll, I'll no problem soon. all Thank right you, man. have all a right, good one you. you too and now here's arlen bruce you are the first repeat guest on this podcast i just realized that <laughs> i don't remember what i don't we talked over the summer i think i don't i don't even remember yeah i think so um, like yeah yeah um well signing day is almost here man i mean what's this what's this going to be like for you and i can't wait i've been waiting for this day my whole life and um it's finally here i can't wait to make it official and get that playbook sent to me right away how how long does it take for them to send you that playbook? Um, I think they'll probably just I'm, – I'm sure they'll probably have a PDF. If not, they'll probably just uh, send it through the mail or something. Or when I go move in the 15th, I can probably just pick it up then. But I don't know. Are you – you're enrolling early, right? Are you? Yeah. 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 Um, 
is that going to be like, you know, what do you expect that adjustment to be like, you know, moving in early where, you know, not everybody's on campus, obviously, you know, I mean, you're going to be all, I assume most of your classes are going to be online. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to, it's definitely going to be weird, but I'm just, I'm just glad that we can go in the football facilities because I remember last time uh, there was no in-person classes, couldn't, couldn't have any football activities. So I'm excited to go in there, get, get in the weight room and um, get in the playbook. Um, what do you expect? You mentioned the playbook and it, it got me thinking, you know, what kind of adjustment you expect? I don't know how complicated Ankeny's playbook is, but I imagine that it's not, not quite as complicated as Iowa's. Oh, uh, definitely not. I mean, it was, it was challenging at first because I was, I was late coming here. Um, everybody else has been running this offense for three or four years, but yeah, definitely not. I'm, I'm excited to get in the college playbook and learn things I've never, never would have, would have uh, even thought about. What can you take me through the process of not being able to play? And then I think you were like, they were like, yeah, you can play. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, you can't. And then, you know, to finally, you to cap it off with, you know, you made a huge play, I think in the semifinal and then you guys end up winning state. I mean, what's, what was that journey like for you? Man, this whole, this whole thing was, was crazy. I missed the first five games. Um, I remember we were about to play our crosstown rival, um, I think late August. And I think the morning of the game, after I got done lifting the, the director of the IHSAA, uh, basically sent an email saying that I was ineligible and there was no really valid reason. So we fought that for five weeks. And then finally, after, after five weeks, they said I could play. Um, well, before that, I think the third week we tried to um, do an appeal process. So where I play and then they review the case after and determine if um, I'm eligible. And I just play in the meantime while the case is going on, but they didn't want to do that. So, I just had to wait till the case was fully over and then uh, finally got things settled and could play. And then that semifinal game was crazy, man. That, it was like that ball was like in slow motion. Um, and then, you know, just after everything, just, you know, moving from Kansas City to, to Ankeny. I mean, first of all, culture shock? <laughs> For sure, definitely. But I will just – I'll move on to the, the state title run. I mean – What's, you know, what was that like for you to, to just cap off your senior season with a state title after, after, you know, going through all that? Yeah, it, it felt good. I mean, that was, that was the dream. Everyone was like, what if like you held the trophy like in the executive, executive director's face, like after, after you went through all, and I was just like, yeah, man, we can make it happen. But man, everyone doubted us. They thought the team we played Southeast Polk, they just thought they were, they were too good for us and too big. I mean, they have some high recruits on their team. So to go in there and just prove everyone wrong was probably the, the best thing about it. And when you, I think we talked about this in August, but I mean, you're, you're thinking you're going to end up playing receiver, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a kind of a slot kind of guy, like, yeah. uh, I guess sort of like what Tyron Tracy's doing right now or, or Nico. Yeah. Regani. Yeah. Do you play on the outside much? I mean, I can, I just like, I don't mind. Ankeny didn't really put me there, but I love, I love playing on the outside more than the slot. And were you playing defense? Um, this year was the first time I've really played a lot of DB. What was that like? Um, D I would say DB is one of the hardest positions in football. I mean, you're, you're basically running backwards trying to guess what they're doing. So, um, I, I didn't really go go in too much. I think it was more red zone and um, more nickel, but it, it was fun. I really like hitting people and making plays on defense too. And what was the decision like to enroll early? I mean, obviously you're graduating early, but did you have to, did you intentionally, you know, work ahead and kind of take extra classes so you could do that? Or did it kind of just work out that way? Yeah, I thought about it last year, um, but I didn't really, I didn't really, want to I wanted to play baseball and basketball but then I think it was this summer when it really hit me that with um a few receivers leaving that I could maybe play my freshman year that's that's my main goal playing playing this next fall um I think if I put on some weight but not too much so they don't move me to running back um I think that I have a good chance if I'm if I know every every position on the field that I could get I could rep in somewhat 
What do you think your ideal playing weight would would be at Iowa? Two hundred five. Yeah, probably 200, 205. Like right now, I'm like 195. I just don't want to bulk up too much and not be able to cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> end up at like a small tight end or something. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing? You know, what are you doing now? I mean, you, you, you're not on Christmas break yet. Um, you know, what are you, are you doing workouts? I mean, how are you kind of, what are you doing for fun? I guess. Yeah. Um, well, as far as workouts, I'm, I'm lifting and, um, I was going to run routes with Brody and Jace Bauer, but there's like three or four inches of snow now. So I, I think it's something about a, an indoor facility. I'm trying to find one that we can go to for free. But um, yeah, just lifting and I'm kind of doing physical therapy on my ankle. I kind of tweaked that in the state game. So yeah. is that is that going to be an issue or is it just kind of kind of oh, definitely. thing? It's just a, it's a nagging thing, nagging injury. And you, you know, your relationship with Brody, I mean, you guys, I don't know how tight you were before you moved, but I mean, what's that connection going to be like? How important is that connection going to be for you when you guys are both at Iowa together? Yeah, we, we were close. Me and Brody committed at the same time, the same base time call. Uh, me, me moving here definitely helped that relationship. That's definitely one of the most important things. Um, having a guy that you already know going, going into there, you can pick him up when he's down. He can pick me up when I'm down. It's just it's just really important to have that that connection that we have. Is there anybody else in this class that you got that you're super tight with? Um, I talk to Cooper to Gene a lot. I talk to um, Keegan, me, Brody, and Keegan have a group chat. Um, I think we all have a group chat, and we we're all pretty pretty close on there. When you watch Keegan do the kind of stuff that he was doing this season, I mean, what I. I where do you see him fitting in in an off? I mean, he, he looks like he can do just about everything. He could play X, Y, Z, F. I mean, he could play anywhere. Like, he definitely deserved that fourth, fourth star last year. I mean, he went to the state game and showed out there. Um, yeah, he's just an all-around player. I mean, Brody's like – Brody's taller. I'm the shorter one. He's in between. He's, he's a mix of both. So, I'm excited to play with him. And, you know, going back to – you know, your decision to, to commit to Iowa. I mean, did you, did you two, you and Brody talk about it beforehand a whole lot? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Me and Brody, we were real, we were both really close to going to Iowa state. Um, we were in the same situation. It was really hard because we were close with uh, the receiver coach there. Um, they wanted me as running back, but the receiver coach um, was the KC recruiter Midwest. So we, we both had a, a, a tight connection with him and then we, Got on some more Zoom calls with Coach Copeland, and um, he showed us our role and some film and what where we would, where we would be at. And I think we both just liked the idea. So it mostly came down to wanting to play receiver. Yeah. What is it? What it, what is it about receiver that you prefer over playing running back? Because I know you played some running back in Kansas City, right? Yeah, mainly majority. Um, just just keeping my body healthier. I mean, you're going to take a you're going to take a beating anywhere in football, but I think running back is a little bit more wear and tear on your body. Um, and I feel like I can, I can, if I'm in space and I can get open, um, shift, shift the defenders and I can get the ball in my hands. Whereas like um, at running back, you have to maybe like squeeze through the hole or make somebody miss at the line or run through a linebacker that weighs like 60 more pounds than you. So I just think um, me in space is better. And what do you like as a blocker? Because I'm sure I'm sure you've been told uh, blocking is a pretty important part of being a receiver, especially at Iowa. You know, you watch Brandon Smith blocking 40 yards downfield. I mean, what you know, what it, how confident are you in your in your blocking ability? I suppose I'm pretty com I'm pretty confident in my blocking abilities. I love I love blocking. I don't really get to a whole lot because I I played mainly running back, like I said. But yeah, I'm, I'm really confident in my abilities to block downfield. Right on. Um, you and Brody signing together tomorrow or holding like a yeah. joint thing? Yeah, me, Brody, and Jace Bauer. Yeah, he's headed to Central Michigan, right? Yeah. Did you kind of, you know, he had the walk-on opportunity to Iowa. Did you kind of nudge him? You guys nudging him a little bit to like, hey. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely tried. I think he just – he just I think if we would have like given him a full ride, he would have committed on the spot. He just – I don't think he really wanted to pay for college. 
I don't blame him. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, hey, I think that's all I have for you, man. I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. You have a good one. Thank you, too. Thank you, Arland. Here's Cooper DeGene, the only interview I did where Zoom uh, actually cooperated the whole time. Signing day. It's here. Finally. After probably the strangest off-season recruitment, you know, that you've that you could possibly experience. I mean, what is this going to be like for you to just finally put an end to it? Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a dream come true today. I've been looking forward to, uh, since I committed just to make it official and things like that. But I've been grew up a Hawkeye. So it's definitely a dream come true for this day to come. You, I was going to ask you about this later, but since you grew up, you know, mentioned growing up a Hawkeye fan, I mean, do you have, Favorite players that you can name from from years past that you kind of looked up to? Um, I like to watch Marvin McNutt and Ricky Stanzi back in the day. They were they were pretty fun to watch. And then Tyler Sash, just the way he played on defense and stuff like that. The player he was, I, he was just those guys were really fun to watch for me. And how do you go from you know being the man, the guy to you know, low man on the totem pole. You know, you have to work your way back up. How do you adjust to that? I don't think it'll be too much of an adjustment. I mean, I know we got our recruiting classes pretty close. So I think the transition will be pretty good because I got a good relationship with with some of the coaches and stuff like that. I think their program will be will be good for me and just to get to be able to get there and get started and meet all meet all the guys. I think I think it'll definitely be new, but I think it'll be a great, um, great thing for me. And um, are you enrolling next summer or in January? Uh, in the summer. Be. Um, what position do you expect to play at Iowa? I mean, I know you could probably play a number of them. Yeah, they they, uh, they told me I was playing uh, defensive back, which I have no problem playing at all. I played in high school. Um, and we got a, they got a great defensive coordinator and coach Parker and defensive backs coach. So it'll be, it'll be good to, good to learn from him. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the, that run in the state title game, that last one, you know, I mean, I have to, did it, it made the sports center top 10, right? Yeah, I think it did. Yep. Uh, did you get a lot of, a lot of fanfare from that? I mean, I didn't see much on Twitter, but I assume that it was there. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, even just after winning it, um, my phone was blown up. But then that that play got posted on uh, on Sports Center. So then my fl- my phone was just blowing up even more. But it was it was definitely cool cool to see that on the top ten plays. Can you describe what is going through your mind during a play like that? <laughs> like, I mean, you ran probably what 120 yards to to gain 15 and score a touchdown. I mean, what's what is what is going through your mind there? I mean, it was late in the game. Uh, we've been we've been down all game. We just just came off a off a big play on that kickoff where we got that turnover. It was actually supposed to be a counter run um, to the to the running back, but the the defensive end um, bit inside, and then I tried to get around the outside. There was nothing there, so I just tried to find some some open uh, an open running lane. And I found it to the other side, so I just ran over there and then. The guys made some made some great blocks for me. It was almost like a wall there, uh, leading me into the end zone. So it was it was definitely a very long run, but it was it was worth it. Obviously, it seems like people always put a lot of stock into the quality of the opponents that guys play against in high school. You know, I mean, there's you know, there's probably people out there like ah, I don't know, as high school as like is like a six letter abbreviation, you know, I mean, you know, stuff like that. I don't really put much stock into that. Cause it's, it, I don't think it matters. I mean, do you, what, you know, what do you say to the people like that? I mean, every class, every class has players that can play. I mean, no matter where you're from, if, if you can play, people are going to find you no matter what, how big your school is, the people you're playing against. Cause most of the other teams have, have their good players too. So I don't think, I don't think the size of the school really matters that much because if if you're if you're a good player, people are going to find you. So, yeah, I don't I don't think that 
that stuff matters that much. And you're playing basketball now, right? Yep, I am. Um, I saw a photo of you that looked like your head was about to hit the rim. I mean, uh, what do you know what your vertical jump is? I do not know. I've, I haven't tested it out, actually. What do you imagine that it, I mean, it looks like you, like I'm 5'10". It looked like you could jump over me from, from that photo. I, th- I think it's I think it's somewhere in the mid 30s, mid to upper 30s. I think around there. So I was, I, ex- I honestly expected it to be higher. I have to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, are you? Do you play? What other sports are you going to play this year? Is it just football, basketball, or are you going to do something in the spring too? Um, I'll I'll run track too. Yeah. And. You know, Kirk Ferentz, his staff always likes multi-sport athletes. I mean, I'm sure you know that. I'm sure they've talked to you about it. I mean, how they, you know, they've described how it helps. But for you, how does it help you, you know, once you get to a place where you're just playing one sport in college? I think, obviously, basketball helps with with lateral quickness and things like that and explosiveness. And then track, showcasing your speed and how how athletic – a player is, but I think all the sports help you just just become a more athletic player on the football field. Um, so it's definitely, I think I'd encourage everybody to play multiple sports. I think it'll help you um, in the long run, no matter what sport you play at the next level. I think playing multiple sports and or doing multiple sports in high school, it's has helped me a lot. And, you know, between school and playing multiple sports, you know, year round, I mean, what, what do you do for fun? <laughs> well, when I have free time, it's usually just hanging out with friends and stuff like that. Playing, I play video games like Madden and just like, just like any other kid would, but there's, there's not a lot of free time, but when I do those, those are some of the things that I, that I like to do. Who do you, who, who do you run with in Madden? What team? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like to run with the Ravens. I just, that I'm makes hard. sense. Lamar Jackson, that quarterback, he's he's pretty good on on Madden. It seems like he would be on Madden like Michael Vick was when when he was on Madden. That was as a Falcons fan, that was a really really fun time to be playing Madden for me, yeah. as you can probably imagine. Uh, what what other games you play? Um, that's that's about it. I just play Madden and Two K, obviously. Those are those are about the only games I play. I'm not. I don't really. I don't play them a lot. But when I do play, those those are the games that I play. And you got a game tonight. Who are you guys playing? Play River Valley. And I assume you're a guard. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I am. Well, I mean, sort of a wing player, maybe. Yeah. Yep. What What's your basketball game like? I haven't I haven't seen you play before. Um. I I do a little bit of it all. I do, and I. I like to get to the basket. Um, I get, I try and play, play um, good defense. I get a lot of steals. We um, we are run and jump team, so we get out, we get out and run and get get a lot of easy buckets and get force the other team into turnovers. So it's it's, it's a lot of fun for us. How, how many points a game do you guys score as a team? Uh, I think I think we're around seventy five or so. Wow. Yeah. That's. I mean, for a high school team, that's a that's a lot of points, man. To to average, yeah. so you're kind of like, I guess, do you guys kind of run an offense similar to to the Iowa basketball team, like Fran McCaffrey system, where it's just run and gun? Yeah, pretty much. We we like to get out and push the ball whenever we can, uh, just to get easy buckets. And it's a lot easier to score when you're pushing the ball and the defense is all distorted and and stuff like that. So it definitely, it's definitely a lot of fun to get the ball out and push. And do you know when when you get to Iowa? Do you do you know what you're gonna try and study? I'll be studying um, sports and recreational management. And what's uh, I think the last question here is what's something that you know people know you as an athlete. What is something about Cooper DeGene, the person that that Iowa fans may not know about you? Uh, I'm I'm a pretty shy guy at first. I'm pretty humble, but once you get to know me, I'm I'm pretty outgoing. Um, I like I like to have fun. I'm I like to have fun when I'm 
around people. I like to interact with with fans, like with people around the community. I'm always talking to them and stuff like that. So I'm definitely a, a fun guy to be around, I'd say. Right on. Hey, Cooper, I appreciate your time, man. And uh, I guess I'll talk to you when you get to campus. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, man. Big thanks to Jeremiah, Cooper, and Arlen for joining me. Uh, three really, really fun conversations to have. Uh, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Joe Gaffey at Rural and Rural Realtors. Keeping clients safe is a top priority for Joe. Whether you're buying or selling, is a variety of digital resources available to assist you, including virtual tours. Joe can be reached by phone at 319-325-7727 or joegaffey at ruralhomes.com. That's ruhlhomes.com. Uh, one thing I noticed about this particular Iowa recruiting class is that it has a ton of guys from Iowa. Um, if you exclude Arlen Bruce, who's technically listed as an Ankeny native, but he moved from Kansas City, there are nine players from Iowa in this class. And I went back and looked, and it is the most since 2009 when Iowa also had nine guys in the class. So I'm not sure what that says. Does it say more about Iowa not being able to recruit outside of Iowa because of COVID, because of the racial bias allegations? I don't know. I, I mean, it obviously says something about the talent level in Iowa right now in, in the high school ranks, um, certainly. But, you know, who, who knows about, about uh, you know, how it's going to go down with, with how, how recruits see Iowa in what light do they see Iowa down the road because of the racial allegations that came out over the summer. Uh, this class currently ranked 25th by rivals. It's the highest since it was ranked 30th in 2011. Uh, last year's was 35th. Um, I'm going to go through some some of the more intriguing guys in the class. I think the most intriguing to me, one of them at the very least, is David Davidkov from Illinois. Uh, former rugby player. He's a first-generation American. His parents immigrated from Eastern Europe. Um, his coach said he's you know one of the more athletic offensive linemen he's ever seen. So. I would imagine he'll end up playing tackle. Uh, I mean, he's 6'6", 290 right now. That's what he's listed at. I mean, he'll obviously put on 15, 20, 30 pounds at Iowa. Maybe ends up on defense. I mean, who who, who knows? Uh, like I said, they, he's, he's an athletic dude. Uh, another guy, Keegan Johnson from Nebraska, son of former uh, Nebraska football player Cluster Johnson, uh, Keegan put up some huge numbers this fall uh, for his team um, and ended up getting a fourth star. Got bumped up by rivals to a four star from a three star, obviously. Um, so, you know, those those are some intriguing guys. Arlen Bruce and Cooper DeGene, obviously intriguing guys because they're, they're versatile. Um, but I think, you know, we've forgotten about some of these guys that came before you know, I've been committed for over a year now. Like Jennings Dunker, he's the first in the class on, jeez, I think I think he committed on my birthday last last year in 2019, actually. Um, he was the first. I mean, there's been, you know, guys like Connor Colby from Cedar Rapids Kennedy, um, who is another big dude, 6'6", 275. Um, Griffin Little from Bettendorf. Um, who, you know, I've actually never spoken to, but just seems like the prototypical Iowa defensive tackle. He's 6'3", 275, will probably, you know, obviously put on some weight like they do in college. Um, so, you know, I think we forget about these guys sometimes, and this is a, this is a pretty solid class on paper. Uh, five four-stars, according to rivals. Johnson, Davidkov, Bo Stevens from Blue Springs, Missouri. I think he also got a bump from a three-star to a four-star uh, recently. Don't know exactly where he'll end up. I'm guessing he'll be a guard, but, you know, he again, another guy that's 6'6", 305 pounds, uh, could play tackle. Who, you know, who knows? Justice Sullivan, Eden Prairie, Minnesota, linebacker, looks really good. Um his dad, Jake, played basketball at Iowa State. And then Colby is another four-star. So 
on paper, good class, but, you know, we get excited about this stuff. You know, fans hype them up on message boards, all that. And, you know, we don't know how this is going to go. One thing that is kind of strange to me is around this time last year, Iowa already had six players committed to its 21 class, this class. Still only one guy in the 22 class, which, you know, I don't really know what to make of that. COVID has, has, you know, you know, stopped a lot of the recruiting from happening. Obviously, with the extended dead period, I got to think that the racial allegations probably don't help. You know, like we saw Jordan Oladokun, he decommitted. They haven't had a commitment since Oladokun recommitted in June and then decommitted in October. Um so technically right now the last commit they've had is is Joe Labus from the quarterback from Ohio and that was in early to mid June um so I don't I don't know what to attribute that to really no camps extended dead period I think I think recruits are probably unsure about about where Iowa sits as a program right now I mean everything's everything seems to be hunky dory within the program but you still have five black players leaving during the football season so I'm not ready to attribute that necessarily to, you know, what the environment is like inside the program, but it, you know, it does make you think a little bit. Um, but either way, you know, we're, you know, talking about Jeremiah Pittman too, you know, I asked him about moving inside. Um, I could totally see him playing defensive tackle. He's 6'2", 260, will probably put on weight, definitely put on weight. Uh, you guys sick of me saying that yet? Uh so I could see him moving inside, um, but he's an athletic guy too. I mean, he said you know he's played fullback, he's played some running back, and you know he can he can he can run apparently. So, and we've seen how how good Davion Nixon has been. Not that I'm ready to compare Jeremiah Pittman to Davion Nixon. That would be unfair to Jeremiah. But you know, I'm just saying it's promising when you have that level of athleticism for a guy that could potentially play on the interior line on defense so we'll see you know we're gonna have we'll have tyler barnes tomorrow kirk ferentz tomorrow for signing day at, at uh, 12 30 and uh you know i hope you guys enjoyed this hopefully we'll be seeing some iowa men's basketball uh on saturday and uh stay safe and thanks for listening as always